He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports and it's Independence Day and we are recording our next podcast. Happy Independence Day, Mr. Puri. Happy Independence Day, Mr. Khan. And happy Independence Day to everyone who's listening to us. Let's cherish our freedom. Let's cherish our ability to be free and live freely and also salute to all those people who gave us our freedom and gave us the right. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a day to be uh, thankful for what we have and and very grateful to the people that uh, have given us this opportunity and let's hope we use the best we make the best of that opportunity. That is correct, sir. And moving on to sports. Uh, what do we discuss today? We discussed the first weekend of the Premier League and what it had and what it meant and did it actually mean anything. And we'll also talk about uh, Lords and what really happened to India. So let's start with football. Uh, Mr. Buri, the first weekend is over. It pretty much kind of reflected, in my opinion, what the last Premier League start was also. I mean, Liverpool got off the blocks with a great win last year too, this year too. It pretty much looks the same. I mean, it's too early, in my opinion, to even make a judgment on anything. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you know, I think what the the, the first uh, weekend is always uh, a weekend in which, you know, as a fan, you, you, you hope your team can get off to a good start. But, you know, you also know that it is the first weekend weekend uh, there are lots of teams that uh, are playing together for the first time um there are lots of teams that um, haven't quite found their feet, quite, haven't quite found their their full fitness. There are new managers who are experimenting with with sort of new styles. So it's it's very difficult to to pass any judgment, I suppose, on either the teams that won or even the teams that that lost. I'm, I'm sure you know it's it's there's a long way to go. Um, I think uh, some of the things that you could see, I, I think you could see that that Manchester City are, are still very much the team to catch and still very much the team to beat um although i did think in that game with arsenal arsenal did trouble them uh, at times um but you know you just look at both city and at arsenal in in that particular game and, and you felt that both of those sides uh, will be much better in 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 the weeks to come i also feel rahul that i mean just as a small point i honestly feel that i saw manchester city and my fear is that they might have a burnout problem you know, at the high intensity that Manchester City plays and Pep Guardiola plays his team, he's had this problem in the past also with Barcelona and with, with uh, Bayern Munich. You know, my fear is that there'll be a burnout because he plays this high intensity game. He has the young players. He has the young boys who are able to do it. But yeah. come December, post the World Cup yeah. fatigue, I fear that there might be tiredness in the Manchester City legs. I mean, that, that I think that, that doesn't just go true for Manchester City. I think that goes true for quite a lot of teams because a lot of teams now are, are playing this very aggressive, very pressing style of... Of football, City do it, Liverpool do it. Except Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, except Manchester United. Uh, Spurs do it. You even saw uh, Arsenal, which was traditionally a team that didn't do it. But you, you saw under Emery, you know, that, that, that it looks like that's something that they're going to try and they're going to do. So, um, yes, I, I think fitness is something that is, is very important. And I think that that's why a lot of the teams... Uh, rather than buying lots of very big players, um, I think sort of went about building squads uh, and bigger squads uh, because they, they do know that, you know, come sort of November, December and January, you will need to use those squads. But 
you know, I, I think that um, for the big boys, uh, you know, they all won uh, apart from from Arsenal who didn't. Um, you know, most of them, uh, Liverpool, City and um, Chelsea won fairly comfortably. Uh, United and Spurs uh, didn't win comfortably, but I, I, I don't think that matters. Uh, I think on the first day of a season, you just want to get a win and, and you want to get on. Um, and I think all the big boys pretty much did that. And... Uh, you know, I think there are there. There's much more to run uh, next, and I think you know next week and the week after uh, will be um, more of a testing uh, time. Yeah, and I also feel Raul, the one thing that you know came 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 to fore in this is that I honestly feel it's going to be a really tough season. I don't I don't really buy the logic of City running away with the title because the other teams also had the players. They might not have gelled well yet, but. You know, the Evertons and the West Hams and, and, and even Crystal Palace, you know, yeah. had the... You could see them causing upsets. You could see Crystal Palace yeah, no. especially. No, no, absolutely. I think, I think, that's, I think that's absolutely right. I think, I think the, the English media in particular have pretty much, you know, already written everybody off in terms of the title race. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's as clear cut as that yet. Um, uh, I do agree there are uh, potentially quite, some quite dangerous teams... Um, in the league um, between sort of, uh, you know, 7 and and 14. And, you know, you mentioned Palace, Everton, West Ham, um, but then potentially Wolves, Fulham, um, and, of course, Burnley, who, um, you know, did so well last season. I think each of these sides uh, have the capability on the day of uh, of turning over some of the bigger sides. So, yeah, it's... it's, it's um, I think it's a bit silly early on to to say that Man City are going to run riot um, like they did last season. I, I don't think it'll be that um, that big a gap uh, this season, but you know we'll have to see. And uh, let's get to what you think are going to be the top four, because I mean, what on your your predictions? I mean, we did it last year also on Just Sports, and I think we got it pretty correct, uh, if I remember. Uh, let's see what this year says, Rahul, on basis on what you saw on the first weekend. What do you think will be the top four? I mean, I think that, um, you know, if, if if you ask me to sort of use my head and think, I, I still think that City are, are probably going to win the title. But I think Liverpool will push them very, very hard for for that title and, and probably Klopp's side will, will finish second. Um, I, I think that a lot of people... Uh, are quick to write off Manchester United. I, I'm not quick to write off Manchester United. I, I don't like Jose Mourinho as a person, but the man is a serial winner and I, I, I know he knows how to to ground out results. So I see United coming third and I see um, I see Spurs coming fourth. That's my top four. Okay, I think my only difference with you would be on Spurs and Chelsea. I see Chelsea in the top four this time because it's got a new manager. They've got a new manager. They've got they've got the new style of playing. And I honestly feel that Spurs will feel the tiredness of not adding to their squad. I mean, they play with the same boys. They play with the same guys. I see a I see a problem of depth in the in the in the Spurs squad. They also have Champions League football you know, to, to go for. My only worry about Chelsea, I think, is that they are very dependent on Eden Hazard staying. Um, honestly speaking, uh, against Huddersfield, uh, they looked like a team transformed as soon as he came on. Uh, that European window is still open and... Uh, I don't see Hazard going anywhere, Raul. If you ask me, I don't see, I don't see him going. I mean, that's my opinion. 
I, I don't I don't know, Summer. I, I still have, um, uh, you know, you as a Manchester United fan, I, I'm still quite worried about Paul Pogba uh, for you and I'm still quite worried about Eason Hazard at, at Chelsea. Now, yes, I do agree that, that the window is closed and both these teams probably wouldn't want to be selling some top talent before they can uh, replace them. But uh, with the Glazers at Manchester United um, and Abramovich... Uh, seemingly looking to want to cash in um, uh, on his time at Chelsea. I, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they do. Okay, so uh, our, both our assumptions are based on the fact that Pogba and Hazard don't leave. I mean, yes, if Pogba leaves, then maybe United might 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 derail. I mean, that's a that's a possibility. We also don't know how Mourinho is going to is going to pan out in season three because that's been his Achilles heel throughout his career. Where in yes. season three he just goes off the rails. You know, which is why yes, yes. I mean, which is why you might be confident about United in the top four. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed because I don't know how he's going to pan out. I mean, I don't see Arsenal making a charge for it. No, I think I think you've got to give Emery uh, at least a couple of seasons to try and put right uh, the failings over there. And and Arsenal, I mean, you know, um, Kroenke has uh, bought up the or at least put in a bid to buy up the whole of the club and. Um, you never know what's going to happen to Arsenal um, after that. Uh, it is a it's a worrying time for that club. Uh, it's a big club, and and it's quite a worrying time for them. Yeah. So okay. So only our differences are only pretty much on the fact that whether Chelsea will make it or not. I think you and I agree on the top three that's going to happen. In which order they finish, I'm not so sure yet. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm really not so sure about City winning the league once again. I'm. I mean, you know, it, it is difficult to do. I mean, nobody's defended the Premier League since 2008. So, um, you know, City are trying to do something that nobody's done in the last decade. So. Yes, it is going to be tough for them. But, I mean, at the moment, if you want me to put my, my head on the line and say who's going to win it, I'd probably pick City. Okay, so we will leave it at that. Rahul and I disagree on, on, on just one team that's going to finish in the top four. He thinks it's going to be Spurs. I would put my money on Chelsea. Let's see. It's a long, long season and we'll have many podcasts to debate, discuss and dissect our choices. Moving on from football, uh, nothing much happening, Rahul, in the other transfer windows. I mean, Madrid is surprisingly quiet till now. We are pretty much just about 15 days away. They are surprisingly quiet uh, in, in, in making any move. And I think PSG has realized that they also need to take it easy because... I mean, they'll have to now... I mean, let's be honest, Rahul. Any team will have to now pay through their noses to get a guy out of the Premier League because the, the club yeah. will not yeah. agree to sell. I mean, I think we discussed this last time. I think there is definitely a settling down in terms of the fact that a lot of clubs are basically looking around and, and thinking, you know, we're going to have to really pay through our guts to try and get some of these players. And I think that they're, they're not willing to do that at the moment. So... It wouldn't surprise me if uh, it is a very quiet transfer window. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think so. It's going to be a very quiet transfer window. And maybe, you know, players will settle down and realize that it's not just um, a free market. They need to play for the clubs that they play for. And, yeah. you know, I think... And I think the one thing that's coming out, Rahul, is very interesting is that a lot of managers and a lot of owners are now saying, go for young boys. Go for the young talent. Mm. Let's not... Let's not spend money on 28, 29-year-olds, which was Mourinho's style. And I think United is has 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 stopped his transfers on the yeah. basis of the fact that you can't go for 29, 30-year-olds. 
No, and, and you know, and I think that's that's a good thing because you know, United, you know, while while Ferguson were there, I mean, obviously they they had that conveyor belt of of young talent that that came through the wings. I mean, Fergie never really had to add more than one or two, you know, world-class players to his squad because his squad was fairly homegrown. And I think that, you know, a lot of the premiership teams now are also trying to bring through young players. And, and, you know, I think that that's the way that the system should work. I mean, you can't just keep going on buying a conveyor belt of players every summer. It just doesn't work as a... As a policy. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Rahul. So I think that's all we have on uh, football this week. Uh, moving on. Nothing much to talk about in cricket. I think we are all agreement that, you know, it was a... I don't even know what to call the performance. Uh, yes, we were unlucky. And Rahul has said it on Twitter. And I've said it on Twitter. That we were unlucky to get the worst of the weather, you know, when we, when we played. That was a huge reason, Rahul. I think that was one of the reasons that, you know, a lot of pundits have, have overlooked on our performance. I mean, we got the worst of the weather. Well, we did get the worst of the and, weather and, and I don't have a problem with us getting the worst of the weather and I don't have a problem with us being beaten because we had the worst of the weather. My problem is, is that the performance uh, was absolutely spineless um, in terms of the batting. Um, you know, it, it was... It was a disastrous performance from start to finish. And, you know, that, that's leaving aside the fact that Jimmy Anderson is, is probably the greatest bowler in the world at the moment in those kinds of conditions. Leaving that aside, the number one test team in the world should bat better than that. I mean, you know, uh, without let's a doubt. All, I mean, I think let's all be honest, Raul. I mean, I, I honestly did not see any batting lineup. And I'm being brutally honest over here. I don't think any batting lineup would have lasted the kind of bowling that Jimmy Anderson did in innings in the first innings and Stuart Broad did that magical spell in the second innings. And in those conditions, the ball was moving. I mean, it was just moving and moving and moving. I mean, let's be a let's cut a little slack to the Indian team. I honestly feel that. I don't have a problem with cutting them slack. That's not my issue. My issue is, is that how long? I mean, you went to England uh, a month in advance of the tour... To learn to, to bat in these conditions. You have to bat better than that. And yes, Jimmy Anderson admitted, he said he didn't think that even his batting lineup would last very long with him bowling in those conditions. And I completely agree with him. I, I, I don't think England's batting lineup is brilliant either. I mean, India had them struggling um, at about 80 or 90 for four at one point. Uh, on the second or the third day. Um, but the point is, is that if you want to win test matches abroad, you have to bat better than that. Somebody needs to get into these guys' heads and and tell them that they need to be able to apply themselves better than that. Now, you saw that in the second innings. You saw um, uh, a Rahul try and use his crease and not just go out to the ball and try and use his crease in terms of going back not everybody is Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli has this wonderful ability to get out to the moving ball and use his wrists to be able to control it. All the Indian batsmen seem to think that they're all Virat Kohli and they can all get out and do it. They can't. And that's why they're all really struggling against that ball zipping around. Yeah, I agree with you, Rahul. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. It, it, it does boil down to technique. But I think one thing that has been proved is we really thought that India would be a better touring side. But uh, the South Africa series... You know, we gave them a fight in one test and then, you know, we just dismantled. Over here also, I don't see us giving us a, giving them a fight anymore. I really don't. I mean, it would need... Because mentally, you know, they would be bust. And if Virat Kohli is not fit for the third test, we have a serious problem. Oh, I think we're, 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 we're almost dead if Virat Kohli is not, 
is not fit because you know he, I think the the stats show that he averages sixty and everybody else averages about fifteen. I mean, so the 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 gap between the two of, of them and what he does with the bat and what what everybody else does with the bat. I mean, then they're miles apart. So you know, Trent Bridge is anyway going to be different, difficult because it's a seeming track. It's up and down. It's anyway going to play into the hands of England. And if we don't have Virat Kohli, I mean, I think we're in real trouble. Yes, I think we will be in real trouble, but uh, we might have Bumrah who comes back. You know, he might be in a position to, to, to trouble the batsman because he's a he's a good bowler in these conditions. I don't know. I mean, but I don't see us putting up a fight in the next test. Do you? Well, I think that India need to get their mentality right. I think their mentality is all wrong. Um, I think that, that uh, Ravi Shastri really needs to earn his uh, salary as the manager, coach, whatever the hell it is. Um, because he really needs to get into these guys' heads. Their heads are not in the right place at the moment. Their shoulders have dropped. Uh, they were drooping around Lords um, after that first day. Virat Kohli may be one of the best batsmen in the world, but his captaincy has got lots to learn. Uh, he's too defensive. He's ultra-defensive. And they've got to pick the right side. I mean, what is the logic of picking two spinners at Lords? It just doesn't make any sense. When you know the weather forecast is for rain and for gloom and for all of that, what have you picked two spinners for? I mean, really, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, some of the choices that they're making are utterly bizarre. Um, and if they continue making these bizarre decisions, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they don't only lose in Trent Bridge, but they then go on and get whitewashed. Yep, that is a strong possibility. And Ben Stokes is coming back. I mean, he's been he's been given a not guilty verdict, which you and I might not agree, based on what we read in the media. But he's going to be back, and he's going to be a huge threat to the Indians. Yeah, he's he's going to be back, and uh, you know, England will be very happy to have him back. Uh, I think that the ECB have uh, made a very big mistake in bringing him back into the squad so quickly. Um, Yes, uh, in terms of the law, he's been found not guilty um, of uh, a criminal charge. Um, but I think that there are still lots of, um, of professional charges that he needs to, to answer to. And I think without those, those charges being answered, I, I can't see how he gets back into the test team um, so quickly. I mean, without a doubt, uh, he's brought the game um, and the ECB and the English cricket team into serious disrepute. And uh, uh, I think that it's just, again, a question of the ECB trying to find horses for courses, trying to be lenient with their star players. And I, but I think it's a, it's a massive mistake. Okay, but he's back and he is going to be a huge factor uh, in, in, in this squad. And let's see what India comes up with. And also, uh, by the time the podcast is up there, the Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid game would have already been done and dusted. Uh, it would be interesting to see how Madrid cope up without Ronaldo and without Zidane. Yes, post-Ronaldo. Um, first time post in, uh, what, 10 years or so that uh, Madrid are playing uh, yeah. w without him. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Atletico can get that little bit closer to, to their uh, local rivals. But, you know, I think even despite... Ronaldo not being there, there's so much talent in that Real side. Um, uh, it'll be a tough ask for Atletico. 
Yeah, but new manager without Ronaldo, it could go anywhere, Rahul. I mean, we know football is a funny game. and Oh, yeah, absolutely. And maybe this game will also decide Real Madrid's uh, transfer policy over the next 15 days. Yeah, if if they do lose and, and they don't look great, um, I think that uh, they will have to make a move in that transfer market. So a lot depends. A lot depends on it. But that's all we have time for on this edition of Just Sports. Uh, thank you again, Mr. Puri. Please enjoy the holiday with the family. And I shall speak yes. to you again next Next week and yes. for all those listeners out there happy independence day again keep listening and keep enjoying just sports where we cover everything that happens in the world of sports all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.